to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This is a bunch of nonsense, but if you enjoy nonsense, you've come to the right place. My name is Jason. KJ, what's up today? Hey, I'm KJ, and guess what? What? We made it. We made what? We made it to the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, yes. I didn't get you anything. You know how I feel about giving gifts. So... Are we doing anything special this episode? We'll kick off this anniversary episode just like every other episode with our Week in Review. And it does run a little long this week. So Jason, remind me, what did we cover again? I don't remember, so you'll just have to listen. And we'll do what's trending now. Up next, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and uh, a different kind of review. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Woohoo! One year! In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. review. So what is up this week? Aha, good is up this week. Good. You know why? Because, I'll tell you why. Because (laughs) (laughs) after this last vacation that I just got back from, I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if I'd make it out alive. And I did. So good is up. Survival is always a good thing, especially when you go on vacation. Yes. Uh, You know, living another day. That's... That's kind of the goal sometimes. It just has to be, you know, if I can get through today, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, this was uh, this was one of those trips where you, you're completely cut off from the rest of the world. And so... You were off the grid. Off the say. grid, yes. So mm-hmm. we went to the Boundary Waters, and the full name for it is the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, better known as BWCA or often BWCAW. Have you heard okay. of this place? I've heard of Boundary Waters before. Uh-huh. But I've never heard that initialization. Not an acronym, initialization. Why do you say it's not an acronym? Because an acronym you have to actually be able to pronounce it like a word. Oh. That's the difference. Wh- Initialization Wicca. is you take a bunch of letters. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. So, <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't have any kind of meaning or anything. No, well, I guess you're right. It's an initial. It's an initialization. Yes. And some people actually refer to it as the BWCA and not Boundary Waters, which oh, I uh, usually call it Boundary Waters. But you, you know, it's one of those places. If you live around here, that everybody knows what the Boundary Waters is. So I didn't know if someone, you know, outside of this area knew what it was. Because I know yeah, it's one I of the actually, most popular wilderness areas um, mm-hmm. for people to visit. But when you're up there, most people are from Minnesota or somebody was from South Dakota. Another person was from Montreal. But most people are still from that area that I have met in there. Yeah, I've heard of Boundary Waters, but never thought about, you know, taking a vacation there. I would not take a vacation from civilization at that initialization. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was surprised. I looked it up because I wanted to know how big it was. It's over a million acres. And it's... Wow. Is it 
Go ahead. Is it is it on a lake? It's on a, a, a thousand lakes or more. So it basically, oh. it's considered a wilderness area. It's within it's within the Superior National Forest, and it's right That's along. What I was at, yeah, next to a Great Lake. Well, well, kind of, because there's one entrance into the park, which is the one that we not the park, but into the area, which mm-hmm. is where we came in was Grand Marais, Minnesota, which is right on uh, Lake Superior there. And so then you have to drive in inland about 45 minutes on the Gunflint Trail to get to where we were. And as soon as you leave Grand Marais, cell service is gone. Wow. Yeah. There's not many of those places left in the world anymore. Exactly. Really, to be I, I agree. That's um, cool. And so, but, but basically, then you're on your own. I mean, the, the outfitter, the lodge that we stayed at the night before and who, you know, provided us with all of our supplies because we rented them. Um, they had Wi-Fi, so you could at least check some stuff and send a message off, but no no cell phone towers anywhere in the Boundary Waters. Um, although there is some controversy that they want to start putting putting them up, and uh, people are against that, and so am I, you know. I am too. Why, why ruin it? I mean, we got self-coverage and signals and connection to the internet right. and always on and social media everywhere else practically that most people live especially in north america uh, in civil in the you know more civilized places i don't know about canada you know what i mean about <laughs> canada but in the us of a yeah we have plenty of cell coverage everywhere i mean even there was a time when i couldn't get cell coverage at my house you know just several years ago just because it was just happened to be this little hole in the map when yeah, you looked at the yeah. coverage map there's a little like pin prick in the middle of it uh-huh. and my house just happened to be in that so just, which is why we still have a landline oh. at our house, which is, you know, unheard of That's most of the time of these too. days. That's unheard of, too, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Except for my parents and that generation still have their landlines. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess I'm, I'm old in that respect, but... So it's <laughs> well. That's not what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. I know what you meant. <laughs> I hear you. I hear. I heard that tone of voice. Uh, so uh, don't ruin those, you know, natural areas. Oh like yeah, that, that's one of the main reasons people go up there. Yes. To get, to away. get away. And uh, you I know, I just turn my phone off, but you know, hey, I'm a, I'm an old man. Yeah, but when you turn your phone off, you still know that you could turn it back on and have some contact true true have i ever told you the story about throwing my phone away mm, no I'll, I'll tell you that one sometime but yeah this is right on the canadian border is that why it's called the boundary waters because it's on the boundary of the u.s and canada i believe so yep huh? uh, in fact uh yeah it i have it i've wrote it down the combined region of the bwcaw superior national forest Voyeurs National Park and Ontario's Quetico or Quetico and La Verendry Provincial Parks make up a large area of contiguous wilderness lakes and forests um, called the Boundary Waters. Lake hmm. Superior lies to the south and east of the Boundary Waters. So hmm. it's way up there, and I think it's like 150 miles long across the Minnesota Canadian border, Canada border. Nice. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm a genius for figuring that out. That that's why it's named that. I'm just, I think that was pretty obvious. Oh, well, it's. I thought it was pretty good, <laughs> and there are lots of lakes up there. Yes. So, how was your trip? You know, it was excellent. It was beautiful. We saw beautiful sunsets, beautiful sunrises. 
I took lots of pictures, Jason, and I'll post them at some point. But I'm nice. not allowed to post them while I'm up there because I can't, which is good because I don't want to ruin my vacation. Right. Did you see any signs posted that said, take only pictures, leave only footprints? No, but the Boundary Waters rule is <laughs> leave no trace. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. that's actually a better way. to that, That's a non-corny way to put that. You've seen those signs before, right? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Take only pictures, leave... Leave only footprints. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that one. But leave no traces. Basically, you know, we had to... You have to pack mm-hmm. everything out. You have to pack your garbage out. Um, yep. You can't wash dishes... You can't wash your wash your campfire dishes within 150 yards of the shore. Um, mm-hmm. All that stuff. You can't um, wash your hands in the lake. You can't wash your hair in the lake. So, just can you actually get in the lake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that what we our group did that. Just no soap or chemical products right. or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know it was a six hour drive up there. So of course we had to have snacks. Right. On well, the, when you go on a road trip, especially on vacation, you need a snack. So, of course, I pull out the... We, <laughs> we bring the milk duds and yeah. put the milk, we put the milk duds in a Ziploc bag. Um, and then about halfway through the trip, we said, let's have some milk duds. Okay, we pulled them out. I started eating them. And the Hall of Famer was eating them. And we both kind of ate a huge handful. And then we said, kind of at the same time, these don't taste right. And the Hall of Famer said, they kind of taste like bananas. So then we investigated our snack bag, and sure enough, the milk duds were sitting next to the bananas in the bag. So the bananas, in through osmosis, I guess, ruined these milk duds. You talk about food combinations. Banana milk duds is <laughs> not it. No, that doesn't sound appealing. So that was a disappointing way to start the vacation. <laughs> I will say that that's not the worst thing that I've seen involving a bag of bananas this week. Oh, yeah? Did you see that picture? Uh, We'll have to tweet it out. Did you see the news story about the guy who went to Costco and bought the bag of bananas and got home and there was a live scorpion in there? (gasps) No. And this wasn't like this little tiny, like, you know, because I found scorpions in my house. A long time ago when they were doing more new construction around here and there'd be like little little bitty, you know, maybe two or three inch long scorpions, which are not very big. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Well. This was like, this looked like as big as your hand, length of your hand scorpion from the oh. picture. Unless they were like miniature bananas, you know, which yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. If these were regular sized bananas in this picture, this was a giant scorpion. In this bag of bananas that he bought at Costco, that the guy brought home. So I'll, I'll send you that picture on Twitter. What, what did is Costco going to get in trouble for this, or is this guy going to sue <laughs> or something? You know, I have no idea. I just saw that somebody. Um, I'm actually Deanna sent me the picture, and she's like, "Have you seen this?" I was like, "This seems insane." Yeah, that's you hear about <laughs> that stuff once in a while, or somebody finds something in their Coke. But yes. a scorpion in the I would have thrown that bag all the way across the room. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, oh wait till you see the picture of this thing. Yeah, so, I need to see the picture. Um, I would say milk duds in the bananas, or, you know, actually bananas in the milk duds. Yeah. Not quite as bad as scorpion in the bananas. Absolutely not. But 
Still I, bad, though. Still I, don't want to eat any of it. Please, please, Milk Duds, do not make a combination of banana Milk Duds. Please. You know that's coming. Yeah, probably. Now that you've said it, now it's going to happen. It probably will, you know, QE. So when we go back to this vacation, I just wanted to say that there were five, five of us. And mm-hmm. we had two canoes. So bright and early, I think this was Friday morning was the day that we actually left. So I was unplugged Friday morning all the way through Monday afternoon, late Monday mm-hmm. afternoon. And um, the outfitter, his name was Joe, and he was from Cincinnati. And he drove us to about a 15-mile drive to the drop-off point and unloaded our canoes and helped us unload all our bags and... There we were. We were on our own. So there was two canoes. They weighed about 65 pounds apiece. And we had, each of us had our own personal packs. Um, So five bags. And then we had a food bag, which I'm not kidding you, weighed over 50 pounds. And then we had gear bag, you know, with the dishes and the camp stove and all that stuff. And that was probably more like 35 pounds. And each of our personal packs, I would say the lightest one was about 20 pounds, probably to 30 pounds. And then we had, you know, five life jackets, five paddles, five crazy creeks that we had to carry on eight portages. Five what now? Crazy creeks. What is that? Well, crazy creek is, I think, one of those terms like Xerox and Ziploc and Kleenex where... Mm-hmm. It's it's Kodak, a brand name. Google. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brand name, but it's a, it's just a little chair. Um, you might see them at stadiums where you have a back, but you can you can buckle that chair to your canoe so that you can lean back on something. It's just a oh, little okay. little um. I don't know the the material is waterproof type stuff and not waterproof yeah. but water resistant so that you can sit and have a back when you're paddling. Sort of like a seat cushion with a back. Yeah, like a seat cushion with a back, yes. But yeah, the I, ones that... I've never heard of that term. Crazy Creek. They're made in Montana, so... Woohoo, Montana. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, we had eight portages. And and I'm assuming you are familiar with what a portage is? No. Okay, a portage... You assume wrong. Okay. <laughs> a portage... So we had eight portages ranging. I wrote it down because I couldn't remember what a rod was. Are you familiar with a rod as far as measurement? Like beating somebody with? No. As a weapon? No. Kind of like, you know, nautical miles versus actual miles are different. Yes. Well, a rod, so 20, one of our, our shortest portage was 20 rods and our longest was 103 rods. So one mile equals 320 rods. Is this, this sounds like a train leaving Paris at (laughs) three o'clock. And a train leaving, you know, Italy <laughs> at four o'clock. What time will they meet in the middle? What What are you talking about? Okay, let me. What is a portage? A portage you is. Define the, yeah, I better define a portage. So I'm yeah. I'm surprised that people didn't. Somebody else texted me and said, "What's a portage?" So a portage is the connection between lake to lake or wherever you're going on land. So you have to get out of the canoe, take all the bags out, turn the canoe over carry it on your shoulders and walk these ro- the rocky terrain be in the wilderness amongst the trees and the mud and then put your canoe back in when you get to the other side oh okay the way you put it in and we had eight port it sounded like you were saying you know we had 
five of these and three of these and oh, I thought I it was see. some like yeah. piece of equipment no, and you made no, no, it sound no. like it was something you were carrying with you and I'm like is this like a porta john and I'm not sure because I don't <laughs> uh, need that'd this. be nice that'd be nice because the campsite had latrines and the porta john let me tell you is way better than a latrine oh yes oh god last time I went camping was probably 20 years ago um, in Montana, actually, in uh, near Yellowstone, and nice. canoeing actually mm-hmm. on the Little Bighorn River and fishing down that, and we had none of this stuff. We had a canoe. We didn't have any kind of like backs. We had canoes and fishing rods, and that was basically it. So that we had that kind of rod, like a fishing rod, yeah. but we didn't have any kind of you know portages or you know uh, what was the other thing? Crazy Creek. Crazy Creek. Well, I'd highly recommend the way you did it, where you know I think that. Portages, it's great to say, you know, we're out, we're these mm-hmm. five women out there carrying these canoes and all this baggage. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, and at some point we may have referred to ourselves as badasses, but <laughs> to me, it doesn't, I'm okay with just getting in the lake and staying there. I don't need to portage to, to feel strong. Now, I might yeah, have said go. that if I, I actually didn't carry a canoe because we tried that two years ago when we went and that doesn't work for five foot one. Uh, the canoes no, are just not a, too not big. Not if the other people are taller. No. Yeah. So there was uh, two people in our group that primarily carried carried the canoes. Cool. Those things are not light. Sixty five pounds a piece, and uh, you got to balance, of course, over rocks. Yes. I mean, I can't describe it. I took a few pictures of a portage, but they a hundred. So we're not just going on these portages once. You have to double back to get the rest of the bags. Once in a while, mm-hmm. we would put. I'd put one on my back and one on my front, but that got pretty tiring. That w- that was tough. Yeah. Um, is, I, is a backpack called a front pack if you put it on the front? You could probably refer to that. I just at this point I just called it that bleep. <laughs> Pick up that bleep. <laughs> that effing back. Yeah. So I well, see. I'm a man of convenience and modularity, as I've said many times before. Maybe not on this podcast, but I always travel the absolute lightest and least amount of stuff that I possibly can get away with. Yep. Sometimes to, to my own self-detriment in that I don't take enough stuff. But certainly when camping, I'm taking the very bare bones minimum that I possibly think I can get away with. Well, you you would so be I'm perfect on this trip for the bag. I, I will say that my bag was the lightest. Yes, good. But, so everybody wanted my bag to, to carry because you're not just carrying your own bag. You're responsible for all the bags. You know, we we yeah. we took turns uh, at the heavy Teamwork. food bag. Yes. The people that did the canoe, you know, they they even dropped the canoe off and went back and got another bag. That's how that's how mm. much we had to carry. But, you know, overall, it was five and a half miles to get in. Uh, over portages and through the water. Now, we doubled back Mm -hmm. on those portages, so if you want to do the math, it was probably more like eight miles. So it took us seven hours to do this. Wow. uh Uh-huh. And then we base camped, meaning we found a campsite. So once you're, you you have to get a permit to get into the boundary waters for your boat, but you don't get permits for the campsite. So if you don't get out there early enough, your campsite's probably going to be gone. And then you just have to paddle and keep paddling further into the wilderness to find a campsite because you're not allowed to make your own. So, oh, so they have designated, laid out, set up, preset yes, campsites. Yes, and all okay. they have are, is uh, a... That was my next question. Yeah, all they have is a grate for cooking and... Um, a latrine, and that's it. No shower, nothing like that. And it's just, you couldn't see it unless you had a map because it's just, 
you know, maybe a little rock, a little rock face that you can pull your canoe up to, but there's no signs that say campsite. There's no signs that tell you if it's, if it's taken or not. So you have to paddle up to it and kind of snoop around and see if somebody's got a tent pitched. Um, <laughs> so we've actually found our, our campsite right away because we got going really early in the morning. So we base camp there and then we spent the next uh-huh. three days just um, doing a day trip where we would go off um, into the, you know, ghost, ghost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, explore. Explore, thank you. The other lakes, but but we did that in one canoe because we were so sick and tired of portaging with two canoes, so we put all five of us in one canoe, and that Whoa. was a pretty sight. Yeah. Well, you know, you had the much, you had enough weight with the bags. It wasn't like having five of us was that much heavier. But like just fit, fitting five people in a canoe mm-hmm. seems to be there were th- tricky to me. There were three of us sitting and the two uh, people paddling in the front and back. It was uh, uh, okay. it was uh, an was interesting sight. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. We we would meet a few people along the way, and they'd kind of look at us funny. Of course, some of us had our mosquito nets on our face, on our heads, so we, we looked great. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like a net covering your entire face. Yes, because the mosquitoes like were bad. Yeah, like a veil. Not a not at all hmm. pretty though. So I, it was a it was a good trip. Didn't know that existed. Yeah, they, didn't it, know that it, was a thing. It exists, and they were the mosquitoes were awful, and the horseflies were bad. <laughs> I've been fortunate in my life, I guess, that mosquitoes don't like me and they don't bother me. So, and even if one bites me, I don't. It doesn't really cause any problem ever. Oh well, that's so good. I just like I just ignore them. I reacted. I react what I think is poorly to mosquito bites, but not. Like um, one of our people in the group, uh, she had her whole backs of both of her legs were completely covered with mosquito bites. Ooh. You couldn't tell where her what her skin was, where her skin ended, and oh. where the mosquito bite started. It was awful. That's got to be miserable. Yeah. Well, she just said, you know, that's life. So she wasn't. That's a good, good yeah, way to approach yeah, it. She wasn't too concerned about it. But yeah, it was a great trip. Um, I will say, if I go again. I'm I'm happy with just maybe one or two portages. I don't need to do eight, and it doesn't need to take seven hours. So, because, of course, on the day that we're That's leaving. a long day. Yeah, on the day that we're leaving on Monday, it's seven hours to get out, and then you, we have to drive, you know. Actually, we had to drive further, but that's for a different different day. We couldn't come home right away. That's for that's for a different story. I'll save that. <laughs> okay. Um. But, you know, the the last thing I wanted to say about this was that when this is the third time I've been to the BWCAW, and All right. the first time, the, uh, the second time was two years ago with this same group, and it was we had a fabulous time, which is obviously why we decided to do it again. But the first time I went was September twelfth, two thousand and one. So, oh. yeah, and so you know, obviously September eleventh, the day before, mm-hmm. uh, and our group did, said, "Well, I, we kind of just." discussed well should we not go anymore i don't know if we should go anymore but then we ultimately decided that you know what this might be the perfect place to just get away and and uh so we did go and we ended up taking newspapers with us four or five newspapers and and handed it to the people coming out the day that we were going in so again september 12th these people had no idea that september 11th had happened none and so ever since then when i like two years ago when i went 
I wondered, okay, what's going to happen when when I come out? What am I going to find out? And it not, thank, well. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, two years ago, nothing happened. This year, we decided that we'd be lucky if nothing happened with North Korea. Of course, we I know... You would probably I, know that if it happened even... Probably, yeah. Remotely. But... Of course, I found out about Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yes. And I can't say, I, I would like to say that I was surprised, not surprised because of what's been going on the last eight months and who's in office, but um, I was surprised. The, it was, the pictures I was get, seeing was, it was just despicable. Uh, yeah, I can't, I cannot believe in 2017 we have to have the discussion where people have to stand up and say, white supremacy and Nazis are evil. I know. That should be yep. known. That by should now. be known. I mean, yep. Come on. Yeah, and you know, are you, you and, kidding me? You and I discussed the day after the election or whatever, whenever that podcast that we released the day after the election, and, and we said, yes. I think we said something, or at least I think I said, I think we both agreed that, um, you know, let's let's give him a chance. Maybe he'll surprise us. But I can't say that anymore. Well, his chance is up. No. Yep, I agree. It's yeah. we got to do something. And so now, right now, I'm sort of in that in that phase of. I know that I because after the election, I just decided to not pay attention to politics. I didn't want anything to do with it. I couldn't stand to hear him talk. I just was sort of in a funk. Now I can't do that right. either. That's not that's not being. Uh, responsible citizen so now i'm in that phase of what can i do i have to do right. something we have to do something as a country and you know you get discouraged you, you kind of get discouraged and think well i'm just one person i can't really make a difference so what good does it do for me to try and that's not the right attitude so that's kind of where i am right now got to do something yeah. yeah the the thing that i see that i can do and how it kind of comes out, I don't really know how it, you know, it manifests itself. I don't really know. But what I'm going to try to do in my local region area, the people I see every day around me and people I interact with is whatever I can do to let people know we're together in this. We're united. I'm standing up for anyone who feels like they are being, you know, uh, discriminated against or marginalized in any way. And just to say, hey, we're not going to stand for this. Yeah. I, nobody's coming after me. I mean, straight white male. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, people don't have any problem with me except maybe want me to cut my hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> is usually what I end up with. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, happens Still more than nowadays? Still. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There are people. And not not really old people either. Uh, a lot of people in their, in their 20s who are like, you, you know, who will look at me funny because I have long hair. So I can't imagine... Just that little tiny bit of that that I get, like looks from people, I can't imagine. It's not even close to what you know actual discrimination um, people get for being based on their race or their gender or their you know lifestyle orientation, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. To say that people are superior to other people because of any of that is so ridiculously wrong and evil that, like I said before, I can't believe in 2017 we still have to to say that out loud and that it I was as much as I want to say nothing surprises me or shocks me about this stuff anymore I was still shocked at 
what happened on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's what I was saying white earlier. White supremacist yeah. marches. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what, what I was saying so, earlier. Like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because of what's been going on, but I totally was surprised because it's 2017. Right. I couldn't believe it. And what, what the reality behind this is, is that it's always been their underlying. Right. And now those people... Evil people are in, you know, racist, you know, people full of hatred are being emboldened by the leader of our country, which is insane. Right. Exactly. That's it. They feel that they can do it now. Yes. And they feel I, like they are going to be the leaders of the country soon. Not, it's just yeah. insane and despicable. I've said before that evil to me is when you put money or your own self-interest above groups of people or, or any other person yeah uh, specifically even general or specific when you put money greed your own power your own place your own status above other human beings that's that's the definition of evil to me that's that's where a lot of evil is is based in and that's where it comes from and the president of our country is greedy and only cares about his selfish business interests and his own friends business interests and that is wrong and that's evil yes yep it is wrong and it's evil and it no more of this we're going to give him a chance no oh no i've written him off now and i don't have any kind of thought that he's ever going to change he's not changing no he's not he's a 70 something 70 ish year old man he's not changing this is who he is it's who he's always been I don't even want to even discuss him anymore. I know. I want to look at the people who could do something about this. Yep. From a, you know, governmental standpoint, which is the people in Congress, the Republicans who seem who are also veering into evil if mm-hmm. they are putting their own we need to get these policies pushed forward and this is going to appease the people that, you know, may reelect us in a couple of years or whatever it is, and midterms come up when they put their own self-interest, their own job, their own position above groups of people or people in America, then that's evil too because they could do something about this. They could do something about this starting today. Yep, and they if, could. And if they don't, they're just as it's, – it's like Chris Rock tweeted. If, if you have one Nazi and 10 guys that are hanging out with him, then you got 11 Nazis. Correct. Yep. Because if those t- if those other ten guys are hanging out with him and not saying, "Hey, look, you idiot! What what the crap is going on? You can't you can't be like this," and denouncing that, then they're all on the same side at that point. So yep. when when people come out and say, "Well, you don't know what," not all those people were bad on Friday night or Saturday. Look, if you showed up on that Friday night in Charlottesville and saw what was happening and didn't immediately turn around and run away and get away from that, you are part of that. Yeah, if I didn't do it, on, I'm not if, the one driving the no, car. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Well, here's the thing: even if you showed up with like a misguided, if you showed up to like be like, well, yeah, I want to protest because I don't want this Confederate monument to go away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you're not a racist person, and you misguided, but not an evil person. Mm-hmm. And you showed up and you saw what was going on, and you didn't immediately turn and go, I cannot be a part of this this is way beyond me, then you are a part of them. Right. If you stayed, you're a part of them. Yes. Yeah. And if you showed up on Saturday as part of that, after seeing what had happened on Friday, after seeing those images and seeing the what was reported on what happened on Friday and what they were chanting reportedly and all this stuff, if you showed up on Saturday as part of that, then you are evil. 
you are a part of the white supremacists. I, yeah. If you marched with a Confederate flag and saw the guy carrying, did you see the picture of the guy carrying the Nazi flag with the Confederate flags? No, I didn't. I, if you saw that and didn't immediately go, what the crap are you doing? Get out of here. Then guess what? You are a white supremacist. Yeah. Recognize. Look in the mirror. So this Charlottesville actually happened Friday then, not Saturday. Well, Friday night they had a rally, which Friday night was the Tiki Torch rally. Oh, okay. okay. You've seen pictures of that, right? Yeah, yes. And it was a bunch of guys, looked like a Kyle bunch of white Hitler, guys right? in, in white shirts. Yeah, and some of them were doing that. Yeah. There's a picture of a guy like yelling, holding a torch. And they put it, I saw someone put it next to a picture of Hitler, like with the same angle, like uh-huh. profile angle. The dude looks exactly like him. It was scary. scary. Yeah. And because here's why. Because evil is evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in what's inside of you and your emotions and what comes out changes how you're, you look. Not, not configures your face differently, but it comes across and people can recognize that and people see. And when you look at that picture of Hitler and are like, whoa, something. I mean, obviously we have the hindsight to go back and go, yeah, he was super evil, but that's the face of evil. And when yeah. that dude looks so much like him, I'm like, that. No. And this guy's like, well, no, you're misinterpreting me. No, 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 no. Get out of here with that. Right. You, it's evil. Yeah. And when, <laughs> when I came out of the Boundary Waters and heard about this, I immediately wanted to turn right back around and go back to where I came yeah, from. Yeah, go back in. But I can't, yeah. you know, we just can't, I can't do that anymore. I've been ignoring politics mm-hmm. now for eight months, hoping that this character that we have in the White House will do something good. That isn't going to happen, right. so it's time for nope. me to do something. I don't know what that is yet, but I can't ignore it anymore. This is not even politics anymore. No, it's not this politics. Is not, You're what's right. Your, what's your platform? What's it's your view loving on you know, this or that? It's 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 evil and uh-huh. hate yeah. versus good and, and, and love. Exactly. Right. It's like some and movie. Who what cares what your politics are? Yeah. Exactly. At this point, when, when we are discussing and debating, some people are, white supremacy? Mm-hmm. There's no more politics. That's evil and good. You're on one side or the other. You're evil or you're good. And if right. I will go as far to say at this point, if you are still supporting Trump and saying he didn't do anything wrong, what he's doing is right, that's evil. Recognize it and get it out of you. Yeah. And move to love. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a this is a this is a point where you have to go beyond just mere, well, the appearance of this or the optics or whatever you want to call it. Look at yourself and go. What do I really feel about this? Because if you were go, if you were at this point saying, "Well, maybe I can see it," no, no, get out of here. There is get no out of here. There's that. no more gray yeah. area on this. No. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you put Confederate symbols above people, that's evil. That's that's putting your own Confederate, like your symbols, some symbolism above. Actual people and their lives. Yep. Look, I'm born and raised in the South. There, I'm sure there's people in my family who are like, well, we should, you know, you know, support the Confederacy and we should, you know, not, you know, downplay what they did. Mm -hmm. They tried to destroy the United States over slavery is what it comes down to. Right. Yep. And maybe they were misguided and maybe they weren't all like, you know, we we want to hold on to our slaves. Maybe they were just like, we're trying to protect what, what's ours. I mean, 
I can see where they felt like, you know, the North is industrialized more and they're doing all this and they have the economic power and, you know, all this stuff. And we want to, we don't want to be overran by that. And we don't want people telling us what to do. But at this point, it really is, it really does come down to, were you on the side of slavery or not? Yeah, exactly. It really does come down to that. So let all that other stuff go. Yep. And realize that it people now today in 2017 that are alive right now are more important than somebody who died 200 years ago. Yeah. Or 100 years ago. Just come on. Come on, man. I know. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I just don't even know. I can't, I don't even know how to verbalize what I saw when I came out of the Boundary Waters. I, I couldn't believe it. It's just... It really is unbelievable in some cases, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen next? I know. It, it, now, you, now, you said before, I thought I saw it all. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I don't think we've seen it all. Uh, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but who knows what's going to happen next is, is inaccurate. I mean, I think that refl- reflects it. Excuse me. I think that is a good way to put it because we don't know. And it's right. scary. Well, the president's job is to lead and unite the country. And yeah, unite United States of America, not what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-mm. Part of it is part of it is actual day to day leadership and part of it is sort of figurehead symbolism leading, you know, platitudes, speaking the right thing, saying the right putting forth the right message at the right time, um, you know, calling people like when former presidents like Obama and Bush and would, when there's a big disaster in an area, they go and visit and like, yeah, it's part of it's a photo op and part of it is political, but part of it is your job is to heal the country. When things happen, your job is as a leader, your job is to go and comfort people in a way is kind of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And try to try to unite people, not, not stand up and say, well, there's, you know, some of those people on that white supremacist side, were, they're, they're nice people. No. That's, <laughs> no. No. They no. are not. They may be nice to your face. If any part of them is, yeah, white people are the true master race and all other people are less than human beings, they are misguided evil. Right. I mean, that's Come it's on. as simple as that, but it appears not to be that simple for a lot of people. No. I don't understand that. I cannot believe that. I can't either. I wasn't expecting that when I came out. I was expecting possibly North Korea issues, but I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, North Korea seems like a lifetime ago at this point. Uh-huh. Which is good. Let's let's let that go yes. away, please. Well, I think the thing with North Korea ended when China came out and said, I know we got a, you know, pact with you, North Korea, but, you know, if you attack somebody first, good luck. Yeah, don't mess with China. China also said, you know, hey, if somebody else like the United States attacks North Korea unprovoked and we attack them first, then China has to, China said, we will stand up and fulfill our part of the pact to protect them because they benefit from Korea being divided. Sure. Yep. They benefit from not having... Because if North Korea goes away, that regime, and then basically South Korea and North Korea unite and is controlled by democratic, you know, South Korean process and government, mm-hmm. that is not good for China. Right. That makes no. that that strengthens someone who is 
not technically one of their allies on their border. Sure. So politically and you know geopolitically, that 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 benefits China to have Korea divided. China is everything I'm reading. China's not necessarily loyal. China is in it for China. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 communist countries in general. Absolutely. Yep. The the crazy thing is most wars are started by some little smaller thing where you don't think, oh, this is not going to be a big deal, and then it, uh, suddenly you've got this giant war. The world, yeah. Yeah. Scary. The Archduke of Prussia or whatever it was. Are you talking about World War Two? I think it's World War One. World War One. Yeah, somebody assassinated an Archduke. I can't remember. Is it Hungary or something like that? My World War history is not good. History knowledge is obviously not good. Mine, <laughs> obviously, mine is not either, and we should probably cut this part out because yeah. we're talking about geopolitical stuff yeah. that we have no business talking about. Well, that's for sure. Nonsense at its finest right here. Nonsense. Now, anything happened in your week? Um, let's see. I'm going to the neurosurgeon next week. Are you? Yeah. Check out the um, post-scaffolding injury. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I hope that goes well. We'll see. Oh, and speaking oh, of injuries, when we have more time, I'll have to tell you about um, how we, when we were on that day trip I mentioned, with five of us in a canoe, and we, uh-huh. were, we were attempting to create our own portage through a beaver dam, I'll have to tell you how I got concussed. <laughs> what? I'll have to tell you how I got concussed. In these days and times, people need to know. What's trending? 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 What's trending now? Tic-tac-toe, a pound sign, flashback, throwback, favorites in top five. Now turning back on Twitter from Instagram, was Garoppolo hacked by some local scam? Nikki and Remy Ma battling verse, Richard Simmons missing and Jurassic giving birth. Whether it's intentional or maybe a whoops, now Arium fosters out fighting some wolves. Maybe some pain that no one clicks on, hashtags for days like your awesome because. Hey, BBC News, work from home, dude, go ahead, take a bow, you watch trending now. What's trending now? What's trending now? What's trending now? Right now. Now. What now? Now what? What's trending now? Well, what's trending now is our one year anniversary of the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> 52 weeks, 52 episodes. Yeah. Plus a few bonus ones in there that I that we don't count. Right. It's more like 55 or something, but we don't count. Yeah. 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 No. So It's 52. <laughs> it's 52, yep. So we... We, we asked people to give us some of their favorite or most memorable, ridiculous moments from the podcast this past year. So, and, and, mm-hmm. and we got some responses, and the first couple 
um, we're all about insurance, Jason. So, <laughs> Which is yeah. crazy to me. I'm going to read them here. Uh, Phil Foster right. at Cigar Raider. He said, hashtag insurance. Change policies because of speaking of tangents. So hashtag moving the needle. That's cool. Yeah. Hopefully, he, hopefully Phil, you're happy with your new policy. Yes. I'm uh, actually very happy with my new insurance company. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Eight months in, or what is it, August? So, yeah, almost eight months in. Uh, much, much, much better. That's why we, honestly, that killed the insurance talk because after I finally freed myself from terrible, terrible Aetna mm-hmm. uh, last year, this new insurance company is actually pretty good. Well, the insurance talk, you know, hopefully won't um, won't resume with on my from my part because we just switched car and home insurance companies at the end of July, so it's too early to tell. Hopefully, it'll be good. Hopefully, it'll be a Uh-oh. good switch. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Um, and Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss said, "Insurance. I still want to hear about the concussion." Does he mean my concussion or your concussion? Well, that would be quite prescient of him to be talking about my concussion, but I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe he is talking about mine. He is very prescient. Yeah, he is. Um, Mark V at home, at Mark V at home, said, my favorite was at Judo Fuse, that's you, Jason, talking about insurance on multiple episodes. <laughs> thanks thanks for telling me what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> no problem. I'm here to help. Yeah, uh, that's uh, very cool. I. I got to be honest with you. I am surprised that it we're people are saying insurance. Yeah. Well, you and I have That's talked great. about in the very beginning. You know, we're like we're talking a lot about insurance. Who, who who's going to care who about wants this? To hear this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is this actually interesting? And I'm I'm very glad that it is. But you know, when I asked the Hall of Famer, um, insurance was the first thing that was mentioned. Yeah. That's also what uh, Jason's wife said. Yeah. That was one of the things that she said. So. And then also what was mentioned was what Luke Overby said. Um, Mm -hmm. Luke Overby at Luke Overby said, Judo Fuse and his 50 ways to kill people in a restaurant. (laughs) Young stat man. Yeah. And he said, and Buffalo Alice, bird sexing. And then I started to think to myself, (laughs) did I don't remember sexing a bird. Well, wait, that didn't come out right. (laughs) That did not come out right. What, what you is, want to rethink that I, phrasing here. I don't remember uh, bird sexing. I, did, I, did I do that? I remember I taking were, a bird quiz. I think when we were talking about birds at one point, you were like, tr- you were talking about how to determine if a bird is male or female. Oh, yeah, that's right, with the colors. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. And you went into that, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um James Cunningham at James IV 1978 said his favorite was finding your podcast only after Jingle Fest. And then he said, I always thought of myself as a little strange with my fandom of a former sports writer. Then I felt validated when I found, went and found your pod. <laughs> nice. But does he mean like his favorite is finding it only after Jingle Fest and that he didn't have to listen to, you know, the... 40-something episodes yeah. before that. Yeah, that's how, that's how I took it. <laughs> he's only had to listen to a short, limited run of this thing? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. It, it, well, if he's like me, um, you have to go back and start at episode one because you're, you know, 
Dri- oh, you're, no, you don't. You're, you're anal about it. Uh, that's how I am with podcasts. <laughs> that's where we differ on that. I no. Yes. <laughs> no. So I think you're probably right. It's he's he got to skip forty some episodes and just get in after that after Jingle Fest. Yeah. So it's all fresh and new now. Yeah, and Jeannie and Beemore at JB Hoops Thirty Two said. Um, she just found, she goes, um, just found this note, must have been driving, and laughing hysterically. And here's the note. Wait, wait a minute. He died because he's short? So I think that <laughs> what Jeannie was, is saying is that she wrote herself a note and she found it in her car later that she was yes, going to write down like. and, and maybe t- tweet us and let us know, but she never did and she just found it. So that refers to... Yes, I do that to, all the time. Oh yeah, me too. I have a notebook. I have a notebook in my car. Um, I have a bunch of receipts crumpled up. In yeah, you write on you write on those console that I pull out and write on it. That's what it ends up for me too because I can't access the notebook because it's too far away. So I just grab a receipt. But she's referring to when we had Rob on as a guest. He was talking about we were talking about Prince, and basically Rob was telling this theory that he had, and he said. Well, let's just face it. Prince died because he's short. And then he just kept going. And I needed some clarification. Yeah. So I said, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He died because he's short. So that's what Jeannie's referring to. I knew exactly to. what he what he meant. But yes. just that's, I would not have said it that way. But yeah. that's, I knew what he was talking about. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so go back and listen to that whole interview if you are like, what the crap are they talking about? Because honestly, when she said that, I'd, I didn't recall that at first I was like what and you were like I was about Prince I think I was like oh yeah now I remember all that so yeah so that well and thank you everybody for sending those in and we have a couple others though speaking of Rob's interview you have one as well right that you Uh, yeah it's one that Jen Jen said about the um the wedding toast or like weddings sex story or something like that this is the way she phrased it I was like yeah the wedding wedding toast story Yeah. yeah right yeah which is also um Crazy. Um, I, I would think say that's crazy. That, I was like, so yeah. you you wanted to you gave a toast at the bride at the wedding, told and told a story about paying the bride to have sex with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob was like, yeah. And I'm like, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah, we're both like, yeah, that we wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so <laughs> wouldn't have gone Highly there. recommend going back and listen to that if you haven't heard that one. Yeah. Yep. That was one. That was a standout moment. Um, I would also say that uh, stuff like um, the uh, your triathlon story, where oh yes, the golf, biking, and running, where you had to do the bike and you hated it, and you were just basically cursing at anybody who would who was within earshot when you run the bike. Yeah, well, you know the lady that said you're almost there, and only nine miles oh, yes. to go. Yeah, almost there, nine miles. Yeah. Right. So the same person that did the triathlon with me was on this boundary waters trip and she was one of the ones that was carrying the canoe so a couple Uh, of times i said to her you're almost there and it was just the beginning of the portage uh you know hearkening back (laughs) to the triathlon days uh needless to say she wasn't that uh, amused by that (laughs) no i don't think i would have been either yeah i thought it was funny yeah some of the others that i thought were amusing from our podcast over the year uh last year uh and very funny to me uh, were the quiz. Oh hints, yes, I guess I'll say yes. Uh, like Planet of the Gorillas, when yeah. Sean was on with us, and we, you were trying to guess Planet of the Apes, and yes. we were throwing out stuff like Celestial Bodies of the Gorillas uh-huh. to give you a hint. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, 
the all-time quiz leader in the clubhouse, probably most ridiculous moment that people talked about for a while on Twitter afterward, which they seem to almost be like frustrated and yeah. or thought that I would I was frustrated when I'm I was over here dying laughing. Uh, yeah. Was of course Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was quite the the moment. It it was, and to me it was just you know, I didn't know the answer, so you need to give me more clues. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think we figured out from the live at Chatter, um, which also highlight of the of the first year of the Absolutely. podcast, being able to record there and having Mark on, mm-hmm. uh, would be we what we discovered and what people found out was that when you're doing a quiz and you know the answer, the hints make sense. Yes. But oftentimes I'm giving hints that are sort of ha- I'm trying to be halfway helpful and halfway kind of extending the conversation. So I could give you better hints, but I want it to, you know, I want to try to get there in the most interesting way as possible. That's what my hints are based on. So Right. If you don't know the answer, a lot of times the hints are not helpful at all. No, and you have to you have to go you have to keep giving them because you never know what hint might help. I don't even go. remember the actual hint that finally got me to say Beetlejuice, but it was something I think I said that... there's a band, there's a famous band in in, the, in England, and after yeah, we went through like see? Rolling Stones and Pink Floyd, you got to the Beatles. And what was wrong with you? Why didn't you do that hint first? I mean, really, people should be frustrated with you. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, that's in general, that's in life, that's probably... That's probably true. And one of the other uh, quizzes was the very first one that we took about 1984, where we were trying yes. to guess, I was trying to guess um, Purple Rain, the song or something, and, and these songs that I yes. love, and I couldn't think of the name of Purple Rain. Um, that was, yes. that was a, that was, to me, that was worse than Beetlejuice, because I should know that. Yeah, I, I see what you mean from your perspective. From my perspective, yeah. And the worst one to me was Rhinestone Cowboy. Yes, at both which we both missed. failed twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, we had the listening to the clip of the verse, and we're like, "Oh, we know what this is. It sounds familiar," and could not get it. And then we said, "Oh, if we'd have heard a different part of that, we'd have certainly got it." And then, like a couple of weeks later, yeah. it came up on another quiz, and we missed it again. Uh huh. I know it was bad. I mean, it was really bad. And speaking of, that, that's shameful. It's yeah. Hashtag sad. And and speaking yeah. of Rhinestone Cowboy, rest in peace, Glenn Campbell. Yes. And if you have not heard or if you've not seen the documentary with uh, about Glenn Campbell, I think it's called This Is Me, about his struggle with Alzheimer's. Yeah, like it's I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. I mean, it's it's very good. It's obviously sad, but it's very good. Yeah, great musician, great mm-hmm. singer, great you know artist, star, actor. You know, it just almost underrated a lot of times. Oh yeah, I definitely just, think he was underrated. Just great, one of the one of the all time greats, and not really talked about in that, um, in that way as much as he should be. Right. Yep. So, any other moments? I mean, besides food, because food seemed to overwhelm the podcast in the past. Yeah, couple food. Of months. Craisins, Oreos, Peeps. What else? People poisoning my food. People poisoning. Um, to me, that was one for me. Was people poisoning your food? Um, because, you know, I, I have some crazy things that I, one of them is sitting in the corner of a restaurant so I can see everything that you and I share, but planning out people's deaths and what weapons I'm going to use, um, is not as far, I've not gone that far. 
And I, I haven't thought that people are going to, actually, I have thought that people are going to poison me, but not my own family and not every <laughs> single time, you know, just certain things. Um, so to me, that one was well, really, really a uh, good memory. Good, good fun. Made me laugh. The time you let your guard down is the time that they get <laughs> yeah. you. And that's, yeah. it only takes once. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm partial to the, and this is me this is me patting my own self on the back, which is ridiculous. I'm partial to the soul oh, drinker. Yeah, yeah, the soul drinker Coke thing. Absolutely. Because of how stupid of an idea that was, and it made me laugh when I thought about it, and I'm, I'm glad that other people, you know, laughed at it. Oh, and yeah. It was funny, and so. I think that is, hasn't, since then, hasn't, it, there, didn't we see something on Twitter about that? Someone else? Yes. Somebody, some other people were, like, tweeting about that. So, I mean, it's it's... It's a thing of no no idea is unique. Everybody, some you know, with everybody in the world, somebody else is going to come up with that same idea. I mean, and it's not like outlandish to me. It's not like some crazy thing. So I'm I'm shocked. I'm literally shocked it hasn't been you know made into a movie yet. Something like some sort of horror movie like that. Well, get get to writing. It, it, it you know, like it has to be better than oh here's another um, memory. Has to be better than Bad Boy Rockstar or Cats Cats Up, right? No matter what you come up yeah. with, we'll be better with than that. Cats Up. <laughs> those Amazon reviews, though, those are some of my favorite things from the podcast. Just because they those things make me laugh when I read them. So I'm I'm glad that other people, you know, if anybody else gets a laugh out of that, those those that's that's cool with me because it's those the descriptions for those two books, the Bad Boy Rockstar books and the Cats Up book are ridiculous yeah and then you get into the reviews even more so like the i think the ones that come up most are the dungeons and dragons ones yeah we get, talked about that roll your dread brotch or whatever it was dread botch, dread yeah. botch. yeah people got way into the terminology you know yeah nerd nerd language of dungeons and dragons when they were writing those reviews like we're over those those die uh, yeah. 20-sided dice. die yeah so it was yeah. just Speaking of speaking of that, yeah. Did you know that if you roll six twenty sided dice at the same time, what's the probability that two of them will have the same number? Six twenty sided dice, roll them at the same time. What's the probability? What's the chance? What's the percentage that two of them will have the same number? Well, that's easy. 50-50. Actually, it's literally like 52%. <laughs> Believe it or not. You would think that that was some infinitesimal small amount. Yes. Because you got you 20 would. options on each die and six of these, but it's like 54% or something like that. That is crazy. It's it's this weird math thing. It's like the birthday paradox. Um, The what? The birthday paradox. <laughs> Please elaborate. I'll state it to you this way. If you have 23 people in a room together, what is the chance oh, okay. that two of them share the exact same birthday, month and day? Not year, month and day. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to go with 50%. It's like 76%. Whoa. And if you get like 28 people or 26 people, something like that, it goes up to like 99 point something percent that two of them will share the same birthday. Have a birthday in common, month and day. And yet, people might say that there's no such thing to quantum entanglement. 
well, that's just math, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the fact that you would get just that small group of people in there and 76% are going to share the same month and day birthday. Yeah, and if it's, I think it's like 28 or 29 people, and it's a 99% 99. chance wow. that, that, that two of them will share the same month and day birthday. It's a probability thing. Well, the reason the reason why people think about it incorrectly and go, well, that's a it's got to be a low percentage is because they think of themselves first and they go, has a birthday the same as me? And that's not the case. Right. It's has the birthday any of the 20 something people in that room sharing a birthday. And there's only, you know, 365 options. So it's that's 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 how it works out that way. It's just a math problem. Well, you know, speaking math is cool. (laughs) That's another thing from this year. You should love learn from our podcast. Math is awesome. Well, it doesn't suck. Well, math is to me. To me, it's more like Gary math. So, and speaking of Gary math, that's another <laughs> highlight. The the interview yes. for, for personal highlight for me was, like you mentioned, chatter with Mark, which is was awesome mm-hmm. as well. But having Gary on last week was really cool. Yes, that was very cool. I was very glad the he took. I mean, took uh, really a whole lot of time. He yeah, very us, generous. Day, so that was awesome. Yep, was awesome. And 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 every person who's been on the podcast. Every guest that Absolutely, we've had yeah. um, has been great. It's always fun to talk to people to find out how they got interested in Tony's show and how they got started listening or reading in some cases um, and, you know, how they got interested right. in jingles, yep. which most of the people we've talked with are, you know, people who have written jingles over the you know past few years. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Rob with his fantasy football updates, which mm-hmm. <laughs> more often than not turned into debates similar to the one on Twitter recently, of salad versus a salad. Yeah, which we're not going to get into right here. But, you know... (laughs) No, because I'm sure we'll be getting into that soon. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of guests, when John... This is a... I can pat myself on the back now, because when John Nyschwinger was on, and we were doing a video, Mm -hmm. the video game quiz, and you guys were obviously the video game kings. You knew all the answers. You had them all. Except I stumped both of y'all with... Cubert, or whatever it was. Congo Bongo. Congo Bongo. See, now I don't even remember what I stumped you with. <laughs> but I stumped you. Dang, oh, Gabbit. I won't forget that, yeah. <laughs> you both are like, you did, hmm, you I don't us. know what Congo Bongo is. I'm like, Google it because it's out there. You, yeah, you pulled that out. I was like, that's not a game. Yeah. And then we looked it up and he, he found it on YouTube as we were like doing the thing. And I looked it up too and it was, it was there. Yeah, so yeah, you got us on that so one. So if, if anybody wants to hear one time where I won a quiz or at least stumped <laughs> Jason, go back and listen to that one. Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah, and you were talking about, you know, patting yourself on the back. I mean, yeah. honestly, this entire segment is us patting ourselves on the yeah, back. Yeah, we made it one year, 52 episodes. Yes. Congratulations to us. Happy birthday. Way to go, us. You probably share that birthday with one of 28 other people. Probably. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If not, we'd still love to hear from you. That's what our Snapchat account is for. You can send us all the hate that you want there. If you'd like to send us feedback that we might actually read because we know how to use the accounts, add Speak Tangents on Twitter, Speaking of Tangents Podcast at gmail.com for email, or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. So, do we have any more feedback this week? 
Oh, yes, we do. So we'll just get right into it. Um, first, we got Lewis in, uh, Nosey in 140, I guess it is. Um, Lewis Nosey at The Lewis Nosey. Now, this is the um, one from two episodes ago, episode 51, I guess, not last week's. Right. Speaking of tangents in 140, mocha tricks, pro musician tales, a spare toothbrush, profanity pirouettes, amen. <laughs> two exclamation points. And then he put a picture of uh, some diagram that shows a ballerina and the muscles that are used during pirouettes, which cracked me up. Yeah, that yeah, it was cool. The profanity pirouettes <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. I yeah. like the alliteration on that. Uh-huh. Profanity pirouettes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, we got some clarifications. Uh, thank you, Lewis, as always. Yes. Um, Bobby Godfried at Bobby Godfried. He said, just started listening on my way to lunch. Um, KJ, plural of nemesis is nemesis. Or nemesi? That's what I thought it was last week. Nemesis, nemesis, nemesi. But Bobby has clarified, and I still don't know if I get it. Nemesis. Nemesis? <laughs> nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. yeah. Nemesis. Your nemesis. Your nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. Thank you, Bobby. But in in nemesis, like your arch enemy, your arch rival. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you have more than one of those? <laughs> arch rival plural. It's like salad and a salad. Well, yeah. I mean, it's if you have if if your nemesis if your nemesis becomes your nemesis. Uh huh. Then you don't have a nemesis anymore. You just have a no. bunch of enemies. Right. So just you say. Enemies, not nemeses. Yeah. Okay. Enemies. 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 <laughs> no, I don't think that translates. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, Marvin Foster at Flutter Three A. Finally joining the conversation and adding the podcast to my rotation. And cool. then he and then he said regarding deer and horseflies, and he linked an article uh, that explains what the what the difference was. And it was from the University of Kentucky. And that mm-hmm. it's interesting because that's the same article that I referenced when I was differentiating them at the end of that podcast. Yep. I actually looked that up and it's like has a little, like a little illustration diagram of the difference, yes. like the shapes yep. of them are different and how they look. And so, yeah, I actually didn't know that. And I just assumed it was deer flies up north and horse flies down south. Yeah. And it was called, oh, no. oh, it was no. talking about the same thing. There were lots of horse flies at the Boundary Waters. And one of the ways I was able to determine that they were horse flies and not deer flies was because of that article. Very nice. So thanks, Science Marvin. In action. Yeah, and glad that you know we're glad that you've added us to your podcast rotation. Absolutely, thanks. Now Al Pool at Al Pool thirty three, clarifying from last week, and it is pronounced pasty. Saying pasty will get you laughed at and mocked. I was only mocked for a few years. I heard or read plenty on Twitter this past couple of weeks about pasty versus pasty. Oh yeah, and. Pasty is some. It's a sort of a shepherd's pie or a meat pie that I find disgusting. Yeah, that doesn't sound good to me. No, I don't like casseroles, and so I didn't like when my mom made casseroles and shepherd's pie like in the seventies and eighties. So I, I, this does not sound appealing to me at all. But beyond that, I think I tweeted this. How ridiculous is the English language? It's ridiculous that you could say, <laughs> "I'm going to eat this pasty." And it's kind of pasty, white looking. Uh-huh. But also, a pasty is a form of pastry. Right. 
Yes, it is. And the only two things you're doing in those words is one of them has an extra R. Not an extra R. One of them has an R and one of them doesn't. So right. why wouldn't it be pronounced the same? People who are not English as a first language have got to be going nuts when they see stuff like this. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. But that's how I found out what a pasty actually was, was the Hall of Famer, um, the, the Hall of Famer's sister ordered a pasty at a restaurant and we're like no no it's a pasty and she's like no it's a pasty and she still laughs at us years later that this yeah and it looks like a pastry when it comes out yeah it's 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 basically a meat donut yeah a meat donut which i don't want that any doesn't part sound of. good at all but i like it's, donuts i like meat i don't want a meat donut so i actually thought i didn't know that pasties were where they from England? Where do they originate? Are they Ireland? Yeah, like Ireland because it's a shepherd's mm, pie. Well, no, I think it's part of technically part of United Kingdom, England. Okay. Um, well, that's true. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a Cornish. It's Cornish. Cornish. It's a yeah. Cornish pasty. And I thought it was something to do with northern Minnesota, but the whole because this is the same family that says no, you need to say sauna, and the restaurant that we ordered this pasty was in northern Minnesota. So here I thought it was just a northern Minnesotan thing. Yeah, and they were talking about Michigan, too, being the same yeah, way. So maybe UP, northern yeah. Minnesota and Michigan need to just go off and do their own thing. Yeah, maybe. Eat their, eat, go eat a meat pie. Yeah, go eat a meat pie in your sauna. Uh, another uh, clarification from Will at Aquarium Drinker. D-R-N-K-E-R. He said, regarding Primus, Jerry was a race oh. car driver. Yes. Which you, he was, that's the right name of the, the song, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yep. he said, by the way, great live, but I wish Les would just STFU and play. Yeah. That, a lot of people don't like his voice. He's kind of, I mean, you, you've heard the theme song to South Park, right? Yes. That's everything he sings sounds exactly like that to me. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be very fun. A lot of people are like, just stop singing and just play. Very talented musicians. That's probably the same sentiment as um, when people go to Bruce Springsteen concerts and when they go watch see you too. Stop talking and sing. Yeah, yeah, but this is more like stop singing and just play. Stop singing and just play. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is how I feel about Rush, which this is going to make a lot of people mad. But oh, I'm not a fan of Geddy Lee's voice. I think he sounds like a whiny banshee, <laughs> but. I think they're incredibly, amazingly talented musicians. The stuff that they pull off live as a trio is incredible. He's a great bass player and keyboard player, and sometimes at the same time he's playing, you know, bass with his feet on the pedals like an organist would do while he's playing the keyboard. And Neil Peart or Pert or however you want to say it is one of the greatest all-time progressive rock drummers. Alex Lifeson is a great guitar player. I wouldn't put him in like the top, you know, guitar players ever but he's great 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 guitar player i i just i didn't get into rush until like the 90s because i was like i can't i can't take his voice yeah and i, I think it's just a preference thing so i mean everybody has a thing and so i think less less is a little bit more um well <laughs> a little bit more of less would be more <laughs> when it comes to promise and his singing but you know hey some people like it so you should listen to what you like that's right great advice Yes. Now, um, after Gary Braun's appearance. Yes. 
on Facebook from someone named Claire Gio Cantaldo. She said, okay. it, it's a great interview. Learned lots of things I didn't know about him. He really gave a lot of his time. Good guy. And yes. yeah, we said that earlier that he, he really did give us a lot of time. And uh, it was very generous. It was awesome. Yeah, yep. awesome the whole time. It's great. Uh, yeah. And then Bruce Masterson said, I enjoyed it a lot. KJ is a pretty good interviewer as well. Fuse isn't too bad. Winky face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, that. Bruce. Yeah. Yes, thanks. And then Adam Benson at Benson the un- underscore the comic said, now I want to hear the, at Braun Film, which is Gary Braun's Twitter handle, I want to hear this, that's the Gary stuff that was edited out. Yeah, well, that's, that's uh, lost to, lost to time, I'll say. Lost and to for, time. You know, you gotta have, you gotta have some, some stuff that doesn't, doesn't ever get out. Right. Absolutely. Now, speaking of Claire's, Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire on Twitter said Spike Braun was indeed far too classy to point out that he trounced me in fantasy football. He was reared well. (laughs) And then um, replying to to that uh, from Claire, Sam at Surgeon and Tonic said, well, it certainly wasn't Gary who taught him that. Must have been his mom. Which was kind of funny. Um, yeah, that's a clever he, Twitter handle too, by the way. Yes, it is, Surgeon and Tonic. There you go. Yep. I was going to get you on the pronunciation of that if you said Surgeon and Tonic. Uh, well, I was going to. Well, it's spelled Surgeon, like a surgeon, yep. like a yep. surgeon. Anyway, come uh, for the very <laughs> first time. He Isn't also that the gave, Weird Al lyrics. Yeah, Weird Al. Yeah. So thank you, Sam. I don't think we've heard from Sam before. Cool. Yeah. Starting the second year off right. Yes. Now, speaking of food combinations and food, of course. Mm -hmm. Bernie Morris at Bernie Morris 4. He retweeted an article by Stella Parks that was basically kind of calling Oreo out for stealing Hydrox or for copycatting Hydrox. Copycatting, Mm -hmm. is that a verb? It is now. Yes. Anyway, he said, I hate... Hate to have to read more Oreo tweets, but this article shows it for the original loser that it was. Oh, no, 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 no. Not loser. I, I, I knew that Hydrox was obviously first and that Oreo took it, you know, took the mm-hmm. crown. I call that, you know, Vic, the victor. They won. <laughs> they they did end up winning, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and And Brad Weiss also tweeted us this article probably not more than five minutes later. So I'm thinking that... This was a brand new article that must have come out just a few days ago. Yeah, I think it was an excerpt from a book. I read uh, probably, you know, seventy five percent of it. I just kind of, I read through most of it and then kind of skimmed the last couple of things, mm-hmm. just because it was I mean, it's pretty long, pretty pretty long article. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting to read some of the stuff about the formation of Nabisco and all that stuff. It was interesting. Interesting. I mm-hmm. read it too, and uh, I thought it was. Um, I felt bad for. The original company the, before Nabisco, um, the people that basically ended up creating Hydrox and then Oreo took it from them. Nabisco took it from them as Oreo. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of Yeah, but it, it seemed like to me that it was the two brothers. One of them, they originally created something together and then one got sick and the other one went, well, I'm going to go do my own thing now. And then right. that's yeah. how they started competing. So, I mean, 
I don't feel bad for Hydrox because it sounded like to me that brother took advantage of his sick bro- his brother's illness to kind of go off and do his own thing. So, hey. Well, you know, as Gary mentioned last week, you do read about the perils of going into business with the, your family. Thankfully, yes. that hasn't stopped. That didn't happen with Gary. And and re- referring to that article, Jenny Robbins said uh, at Robbins underscore Jenny, she said, "I knew they were a copycat, but the story behind it is fabulous." Which I think that yeah, cool. you and I uh, agree on. So if you haven't read that article, um, we can we can retweet that article. Mm-hmm. Now Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick, social media maven, <laughs> tweet, tweeted this from Mashable, and she just said sorry, and then of course tweeted us, Cadbury chocolate covered Oreos are a chocolate lover's dream. Nope. And to to that I say no, no. You know what's a chocolate nope. lover's dream? Chocolate. Chocolate. Plain chocolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with this. And basically, it just looks like chocolate. There's no Cadbury. A Cadbury is a chocolate and then the creamy stuff in the middle. You're just going to put a layer of chocolate over the top of the Oreo and call it a Cadbury? What's that? Marketing. That's just what it is. wrong is what that is. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, I think I tweeted that it's just chocolate colored Oreo, but also Cadbury eggs are terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I disagree. I mean, okay. If we would have talked about this 15 years ago, I would have disagreed. But I had a Cadbury egg last Easter, and it was really, it was not so great. See? I used to the love reason them. Why, the reason why people used to love them is that they could used to be a time-limited thing. They were only available like right around Easter, just like mm-hmm. the Peeps. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who... A lot used, of Peeps? I think a lot more people used to enjoy the Peeps, and now... They realize, oh, if I can get this year round, it's not all that great. It is the McRib. Yeah, you did tweet that. Yeah. Yes, which I mean, come on, the McRib has never been a good rib sandwich. It's not even really technically ribs. I don't think. I've never it's had not, a McRib. It's not great. I had one in my life and went nope. Yeah. But people like go nuts over this thing a lot of times, or used to, when McDonald's would only have it like, oh, the McRib is back for you know six weeks or a month or yeah, whatever. It's very short time window. That is forcing people to go, ooh, I need to go get this thing because right now, because people are afraid of missing out. It's FOMO. Isn't right. that the acronym for that? Yeah, or fear of missing out. I yeah. should say. Yeah, actually, that that's, would be an acronym. That's an acronym according to the definition. FOMO. Yeah. I think, an action, I think an acronym actually has to like spell a word that is oh, actually okay. a word. Okay. Maybe. I'm sure we'll get a correction on that. But yeah, so the McRib is, it's, it's, you're creating the the buildup and the marketing for this thing, and you're create you're promoting it by limiting the amount of time it's available. You're you're creating your own economic scarcity. You're building it into the product. So when it's only available for a short time, people go, "Oh, this is good," and they only have it like once or twice, and they get in their mind, you know, and even probably I think while they're eating it, they're like, "Well, this is probably not all that great," but people forget. And so when it's not available for another six to eight to nine months and it comes back, they're like, oh, I love this because I can only get it now. Yeah. I mean, I guess I... When it's available year round, you realize this is not all that great. There's other stuff out there that's available year round that's just as good or better. Yeah. I guess I agree with all of that except for peeps. I'll eat them year round. Um, A classic example for me is eggnog. I only want eggnog at the holidays. Yes, if you could get eggnog anytime you wanted year round, I mean, I guess you can now. You can, but why? You're not gonna. I, no, I don't want it. No. Mm-mm. Yep. Now so I don't have any problem with him doing that. I'm saying, 
Don't be tricked by that. Right. And I, Cadbury eggs, I don't think I'll need to eat again. And I'm definitely not eating a chocolate-covered Oreo. I don't need uh, that. Well, chocolate-covered Oreos are not bad. I've I had don't, those before. I guess I, I probably would try it, but I don't need it because we've determined that the Oreo <laughs> is perfect as it is. Double stuffed. I agree. It's the king. Now, Anita from Alaska at Safety Gal AK said, this needs to end before I put Oreo as a filter on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. I, and Oreo marketing needs to stop with yes, this they do. mixing of flavors. Because it, come on. Come on, why, man. Why you got to be like that? Why you got to ruin it? Yeah. And then Brendan in Jersey re- responding to this at Brendan in Jersey said Cadbury has cookie versions of their chocolate candies that are hot, hot, hot. Now, he used flames, flames emoji, three of them. So does he mean that they are, does he think they're good or that they're spicy or that they're, he doesn't like them and this is a hot take? I'm thinking he thinks he he likes them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, spitting fire, hot fire. Hot fire. Okay. I don't think, I don't think I'd like them. F-Y- F-I-Y-A, fire. Fire. I don't think yeah. I'd like them. Two-syllable fire. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd like them either, but Cadbury is, is basically just a company. I mean, Cadbury is the is a brand. It's not like, it'd, it'd be like Hershey's eggs. It's not, it's not that anything other than that. So they make other stuff, and I've, I've had some of their other chocolate stuff, and it's fine. I just don't like the eggs themselves, and I think people are tricking themselves if they think that those eggs are awesome. But hey, like what you want. Well, I used to like them, like I said, but the eggs that I really like once a year are the Reese's peanut butter eggs, the Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. Yeah, those are better. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that Cadbury filling, egg filling just doesn't do it for me. No, not anymore. Not for me. And leaving the, uh, leaving the Oreos, we'll leave it with this tweet. John Miller at JKM563. Okay. Hashtag leave Oreos alone. I agree. I agree with him if he means just keep the Oreos as they are, but he might be saying, "Leave, stop picking on them." What did no, you- I think he's. I think he's standing up for the Oreo cookie themse- itself and yeah. not the company okay. or brand Oreo, not the marketing. He's standing up saying, "Stop messing with the cookie." Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's. I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. And then on Facebook, Michelle Miller sent us um, a link to pumpkin pie M&M's. No. Yeah, no. No is the answer. That's disgusting. And speaking of... Pumpkin pie is another one of those things that once a year, like at Thanksgiving, I can eat a piece of pumpkin pie and it's okay. But like, it's too much if I could get it year round. I don't that even flavor doesn't do anything for me. No. I like it at Thanksgiving. That's about it. I don't like pumpkin pie that much. I'll eat it, but I'd rather um, with with Rob Berg here. I'd rather have a pumpkin pie um, latte or something instead oh, of no. instead of a pumpkin pie. No. If I'm gonna eat pie, I want a pecan pie. Nope. With booze in it. Nope. No nuts for me. Well, uh, yeah, the nuts I scrape off, of course. <laughs> all right moving on so you scrape the pecans off of a pecan pie yes i like the flavor maybe it's just the booze that i like might as well might as well just say, spike you need a that rum egg pie. yeah, rum yeah pie. you need a rum pie that's what you need 
All right, moving on. Um, so Ed Butt at EDB1947 tweeted us this article. Twenty, I think it was 22words.com. Um, 21 foods that should have never been made. Now, I didn't look at oh, them yeah. all because they disgusted me. But yes. now it's not ranked or anything. But the first one is chicken wing ice cream. Nope. No, I'm just going to go through these and we can just say no or yay. yay is that, or wait a minute. Is yay that ice not cream no that's yay. flavored like a chicken wing? Yeah. Yeah. No. So That does not sound good together. The The person's comment was, who thinks, let's take ice cream and add in the flavor of poultry and blue cheese. Monsters. Yeah, that's, that's who. Monsters. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the next I'm one. I'm on board with this. Uh, no time to actually eat pizza or spaghetti. There's a slushy for that. Spaghetti no. and pizza slushies. Are you kidding me? That's disgusting. No, part no, part of the enjoyment of eating pizza and spaghetti is the texture and the different shapes of the food that you're eating. Uh, yeah. And chewing it. I don't like either of these as we touched on in Twitter this week. T- tomatoes, I, I don't like tomatoes. Uh-uh. Yeah. I love tomato juice, not well, I love the stuff that is made out of the juice of tomatoes. I don't like tomato juice. And I don't like tomatoes. No, and I don't like Bloody Marys or V8s. Uh-uh. None of that. Nope. Here's one more. Two wrongs don't make a right is the heading. Candy corn dots. What? What's a dot? Oh, you don't know what a dot is? The candy, the dots? Um, Dots. You don't oh, know what yeah. they are. Oh yeah, I've seen the box. Yeah. I've like, seen the box. I've never, I've never actually had those. They're kind of like the consistency of Swedish fish, maybe a little harder. And they're, nope. sh- yeah, they're, and they made them candy corn. <laughs> no, I, I oh. like candy corn and I like dots. And this person's saying that both of those are wrong to begin with. I agree. Did I write this article and forgot about it? Because this <laughs> seems like me talking. Yeah, this next one. We, we're not going to go through all 21. We'll probably, we, we can retweet this article. Mm-hmm. But not only is it mint and vanilla, but it's green. Milk should not be green. This is true moo, mint, vanilla, 1% low-fat milk. That's disgusting. And it said it also shouldn't taste like peeps. Milk, uh, <sighs> chocolate marshmallow peeps milk. Reduced fat, yellow Peeps milk, and Easter no. eggnog from Peeps. No. What are you milk. doing? Why are you messing with milk? No, milk does not need flavors added to it. Either you like milk or you don't. If you don't want to drink milk, don't drink milk. That's plenty more for me. Right, exactly. Now, I'll leave with this one. This is only like number seven on the list. Watermelon Oreos. Nope. Yep, we already I know that. I love both of those things. Yeah. yeah, I love both of those things. Do not put that together. Do not put that together. And so uh, I think Jen Babish tweeted something about something later that was in that article, maybe um, Uh grapefruit ginger snaps or something like that. Also disgusting. Also disgusting. And Anthony Deal at Deal Family 7, the number 7, said, imagine that he was responding to Jen Babish. He said, imagine that decision choice, lemon cookies or watermelon Oreos or grapefruit ginger snaps. Fruit cookies by Jen, now at Chatter. (laughs) (laughs) See, the funny, that's funny. And the really funny thing is I can see that actually happening. Absolutely. I don't know if Jen actually bakes. I can see like... uh, Cookies or cupcakes by Jenny. Yeah. Jenny yeah. Robbins. Yes, Jenny Chatter. Robbins. Yeah. 
And sadly, I'm still mad at myself for not trying the key lime cupcake that she made. They were good. That's what I heard. As Jason's wife will attest as she ate the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's that's the feedback for this week. Do we have any Amazon reviews or anything else that we want to talk about? Um, no Amazon reviews. Uh, since this is year two, starting season two of the podcast, I guess you should say, I guess since this is starting season two of the podcast, I thought, not that we're going to abandon Amazon reviews, but I wanted to try to maybe some, do something different that I thought was uh, pretty funny that I saw this week. Uh, we talked before about people who put money above groups of people as being evil. Yes. I think I've found the face of evil, which is Martin Shkreli. Oh, absolutely. Most people have heard of this. The guy who who bought pharmaceutical companies and like bought these drugs. And it's he's the guy who upped the price of the EpiPens by like 400%. Yeah. And he upped the price of like the AIDS, um, uh, HIV medication HIV, like 5,000%. Yeah. Yeah. This like, definition of evil, this guy. This guy, this is also the guy who bought the Wu-Tang album for a million dollars. The one, when they came out, the last one they put out, it was like, we're only making one copy of this. And, and they he like bought auctioned it. it off. And he bought it. I, this guy almost seems like a cartoon. How ridiculously cartoonish evil is the, is the only word I can come up with. Just how wrong and how just uncaring he seems about you know gen- people in general and just his his way of doing business mm-hmm. trying to make money over you know basically people are literally dying because they can't get this medication right. they can't afford it anymore and he's profiting off of that when yeah. you're profiting off of people dying, dying. Mm-hmm. that's evil yeah that is de- so, yeah that's so, most definitely evil so to not end this on a completely bad note, I thought I would read a few of the entries from his court case, uh, the jury selection, oh, that okay. uh, he's on trial right now for something not related to the drug prices. It's some like tax evasion or something. The trial, yeah, yeah, right. Not so, to do with the drug, not to do with the drugs or the inflation uh-uh. of the drug prices. Correct. Uh, correct, yeah. but still needs to go be buried under the prison. So these are like transcripts of people when they're doing jury selection. These are actual court transcripts. And there's an okay. article out there. We'll tweet it out if, you, if anybody wants to read the whole thing. It's It came out in the last week or so that I think a lot of people have seen this already. But I'll read some of the ones that I thought were really great. Uh, so they're sitting in the courtroom. He's in there and his lawyer and the you know prosecution lawyers and the judge. Mm-hmm. And then they're bringing in the juries, you know, you know, 20 a time or whatever. When you go for jury duty, you know, they come in there and they give the jurors the option to say, you know, do you think you can be unbiased and be fair in this trial? Right. And then if they if you say no, they say, well, explain that. Tell me. And so these are some of the explanations that people, they dismissed like over 200 jurors from this. I bet they trial. did. Yeah. So it's like, I think Jason's wife said, you have to go like to the moon to get a fair, to get 12 <laughs> people who haven't heard of this guy and hate him, which is true. Because this is, this is unbelievable. The stuff this guy, awful stuff this guy's done. Yeah. I don't know so, how they're going to find a jury that's impartial. Uh-uh. And they may have actually narrowed it down, but I, it would, I guarantee you that some people on there are like, yeah, I can't stand this guy, but I want to make sure he's convicted. Yep. Whether he's guilty of this particular thing or not, he's guilty of so many other things that he needs to go to prison. Right. It's kind of like Kornheiser saying that we know that OJ was con- 
convicted of burglary for an insane amount of times because they were getting back at, you know, what they think, you know, what he allegedly. Correct. Yeah. I mean, and come on. Come on, OJ. I know. How you put out a book that says, if I did it. Right. Yeah. I mean, what? What are you doing? Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Seriously. I know. Anyway, Martin Screlly. This is this is actual court transcripts according to these articles that I've read. The court. The purpose of jury selection is to ensure fairness and impartiality in this case. If you think that you could not be fair and impartial, it is your duty to tell me. This is the judge talking. Juror number one. I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. <laughs> I think he's a greedy little man. <laughs> Yeah, jurors are. Ob- <laughs> then the judge says, "Jurors are obligated to decide the case based only on the evidence." Do you agree, juror number one? I don't know if I would or could. I wouldn't want me on this jury. <laughs> juror number one is excused. <laughs> Which <laughs> I bet. I mean, imagine being this guy sitting in there and hearing all this. I mean, this is two hundred of these people that were dismissed. Two hundred people dismissed. Over two hundred from this yeah. jury. Yeah. Well, I bet he just got that little annoying little grin on his face. Like he doesn't. He's seem, a weasel. Yeah, Look he's at him. a we- He does. He looks like a weasel. It's exactly what I said before about your demeanor and your face and your expression. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the physical appearance of your face, but something comes across when you are this evil. You can see it. Yeah, it's like you can sense it. Just look. If you showed somebody a picture of this guy and like another random person and went, "Which of these guys is a worse person?" Everybody is picking this dude. <laughs> Just the look on his face. I know. <laughs> Which it reminds we'll me of when bit. Bernie Madoff, when he when yeah. they were dragging him out, he had that look on his face. Yes, and this yeah. is a lot, some a couple of people. I'm not going to read those, but a couple of these jurors compared him to Bernie Madoff. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is which is pretty accurate. He's profiteering off of people's yeah. you know different different things. One of them is health and drugs, and the other one is you know just stealing their money. You know, hedge funds. But right. hey, same same kind of evil. Apples and oranges. <laughs> this one is. Or yeah. apples and Juror apples. Juror number eight. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Rotten apples and rotten apples. Yeah. Juror number 18. Both of my parents are on prescriptions that have gone up over the past few months so much that they can't afford their drugs. I have several friends who have HIV or AIDS who, again, can't afford the prescriptions that they were once able to afford. The court. These charges don't concern drug pricing. Could you decide this case based only on... No. No. The juror interrupted the judge to say no. And then the court continues. The judge continues. Presented at this trial... And put aside anything you might have heard. No. No. Sir, we're going to excuse you from this panel. Which is, yes. Uh, yeah. And then the next juror, this is the price gouging guy, right? Of drugs? The judge. This case has nothing to do with drugs. Juror number 25. My kids use those drugs. Judge. As I said, this case does not concern anything you might have read or heard about the pricing of certain pharmaceuticals. Juror number 25. It affects my opinion of him. Which yeah. is exactly right. Yeah. The court, yeah. the judge says, I'm going to excuse you. You're excused. Juror number 52, what do you say? Juror number 52, when I walked in here today, I looked at him and in my head, that's a snake. Not even knowing who he was. I just walked in and looked right at him and that's a snake. And yeah, that's kind of what you says, were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So much for the presumption of innocence. And the, the judge says, we will excuse juror number 52, which I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got, you have to, but. Yes. Juror number 144, tell us what you've heard. I heard through the news of how the defendant changed the price of a pill by upselling it. I heard he bought an album from the Wu-Tang Clan for a million dollars. The judge says, the question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability to decide this case with an open mind? Can you do that? Juror number 144. I don't think I can because he kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> Which is exactly 
And the judge says, you're number one in 44, you're excused. <laughs> I bet he was. Uh, juror number 10, please come forward. Juror number 10 says, the only thing I'd be impartial about is what prison this guy goes to. <laughs> <laughs> juror number 10, you're excused. <laughs> Which yeah, It seems to then, like the you're excused uh, line doesn't need to be said, but it has to be uh-uh. said, obviously, for... Yeah. Yeah. When 200 plus people raise their hand, you know you got a problem. <laughs> yes. So juror 28, do you need to be heard? Juror number 28 says... I don't like this person at all. I just can't understand why he would be so stupid as to take an antibiotic, which HIV people need, and jack it up 5,000%. I would honestly like, seriously like to go over there and and the, the judge cuts him off and says, sir, thank you, you're excused. <laughs> and then he keeps going, is he stupid or greedy? I can't understand. You are excused, juror 28. <laughs> and then the best one of all, the last one we'll wrap it up with, it says, all right, juror 59, come up. Juror number 59 says, Your Honor, totally he is guilty and in no way could I let him slide out of anything because, okay, is that your attitude towards anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? Juror number 59 says, It's my attitude towards his entire demeanor. What he has done to people. The court says, All right, we're going to excuse you, sir. And then juror number 59 wraps it up with, And he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. Which <laughs> there it is, is right there. Hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> Which I think sums it up. He disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> put him in prison. Absolutely. So. I think Jason's wife nailed it when she said they're going to have to go to the moon to find a juror, jury panel. A jury. Yeah. I, I cannot see how this guy gets off and shouldn't, to be honest. No. I feel bad for him in prison because he's going to be in for a rough time. But it's his own doing. He did it to himself. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know that you need to feel bad for him. I think you're right. Yeah. He, I mean, he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Come on. You can't disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan and not expect no. to be in prison. There you go. There's consequences. Yes. So <laughs> did you have anything else this week? Um, no. Well, one more thing about my trip this past week. You know how sure. I was saying how beautiful the sunsets were? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just say this. I stayed up all night to see where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. Oh, my gosh. I, that eclipse cannot come soon enough. <laughs> that might be the end of the world. This may be the last podcast we ever do. Isn't that next week? Yeah, the the, the 21st, I believe. Yeah. Don't look right at it. I don't think I'm going to be able to up here. I mean, I don't think we'll see oh, much. I'm right on the line of it, um, but I, I couldn't get the glasses because they sold out, and then people profiteering, oh yeah, selling paper glasses for seventy five dollars each. That's insane. Yeah, so I'm going to be, you know, it'll be cool to see it getting dark in the middle of the day. Yeah, it would be. I we'll see. I'm excited to to see kind of what happens way up here. What 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 we'll see. We're on the line to where like 98%, we'll see like a 98% full eclipse. Oh, well then you'll definitely see it. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a hundred million videos and stuff out, oh, yeah. you know, the next day. Because this, this thing has gotten out of hand, to be honest. Oh, the, the places where it's supposed to hit, they are, hotel rooms have been booked for 
a lot whenever whenever people found out about when this I don't know when that they announced that this eclipse was coming. How how far in like advance do year. they know that? Uh, they probably know pretty far in advance. Um, I think it was earlier this year that I started hearing about it, and it it's gotten out of hand. It's gone from this is a cool science thing and a cool you know world thing to it's being marketed you know to death, and I just I almost don't even want to look at it out of spite. Yeah, but you know <laughs> you just, you have to let your your love for science win out on this one. I think that's true. Love over hate. You're, you're right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. The fantastic sunset pun at the end of the episode. You know, the one at which Jason could not stop laughing. But uh, I think the laughing part has since been edited out, so I guess you wouldn't know that. Anyway, the pun was provided by the fabulous Ed Butt. And speaking of sunsets, man, did we see some beautiful sunsets and sunrises and just beautiful scenery in general at Bwicka. And if anyone is interested in seeing some of the photos that I took while at Bwicka, let me know and I can share some of them. Oh, and speaking of sharing, I've got some delicious banana milk duds here if anyone wants some. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Amen.